What's poppin', y'all? I'm Ken. Welcome to another episode of Campfluence Live. Campfluence Live, man. Um, really no topic today. We're just chilling, we're just rifting, um, and going off the top of the dome, man. So yeah. Questions with Kenneth is we'll, we'll call this one. So if y'all have questions for me, let them shoot, let them fly. Um, and we'll get into it that way. But yeah, man, just kicking it, just chilling, vibing out. If y'all are wondering who I'm listening to right now, Germ on the Beat, man. Germ on the Beat, a long time homie from, of course, ACU, East Carolina University, holding it down. Greenville, 252 all day. Greenville, North Carolina, that is because everybody has a Greenville, right? But um, yeah, producer out of there. Uh, he cold, man. He one of the cold, coldest ones out right now. And um, easily, easily the hardest producer you're going to find um, in that side of North Carolina. Eastern North Carolina, Jerm got that unlocked. So if you know, you know, um, he, he'll be linked up down here somewhere eventually. And uh, he's, Jerm's all over my page, so y'all y'all see that. But again, this Jerm on the beat, man. Um, so support, bro. He got Telebeats and uh, bro works with a lot of dope artists right now. A lot of dope artists. And um, actually, we need to get him on the show. We need to um, link him up here and get him some some exposure this way. Because bro is solid. Solid. And consistent with it. But um, yeah, man. We just uh, wait for a few more. Hey, what's up with you? Uh, my little wave down here. Bam. You know, hit a couple of them. But yeah, bro. Just uh, rifting. I'm over here. Low-key. Fix my hair in the camera. Because, you know, the fro, you got to... Make sure that all the all the naps are in place. You know what I'm saying? No nap out of place this way. But yeah, man. Um, speaking of questions, one of the questions somebody posed to me earlier this week actually was how important is potential, right? Like how important is potential really? And somebody asked me that um, in a work setting, and we were evaluating some stuff. I'm not going to get too far into it because I'm trying to. You know, distance myself as far away from... I keep playing with snaps. <laughs> I'm trying to distance myself as far away from work as possible today because it's been one of them days, y'all. But um, again, they asked me, how important is potential? I thought about it and they expected the, the canned answer of, you know, potential is so important, whatever. And I kind of went off on a rant of like, I don't think potential is important almost at all. I, I, don't, I don't think potential plays that much of a role in anything substantial, right? And I kind of got some side eyes and some, some more question behind that. But basically the premise of what I was saying was potential's cool. Potential, hey, what's up, y'all? Potential's great, but what do you do with it? All right, All right. So everybody has potential. Um, and when we think potential, what do, what do you think of? So I think of when they start uh, putting kids in buckets as you know, elementary school kids. Well, I mean buckets, I mean like literal buckets, but like academic buckets, right? So they all say, take the standardized test. And some kids are, they went to these fancy pre-K programs or kindergarten programs and they come in knowing how to take tests. And some kids it's like, oh, I've never bubbled in an answer sheet before. So like, that's a learning curve in itself. So uh, you get misaligned and maybe you get grouped with the wrong kids and whatever, because they're basically what they're saying in that standardized test is, no, this is where we think your potential is like, you know, either high performing or not so much. So I'm like, eh, you can't really gauge that that way to me. 
Um, what else? Uh, there's work potential, which is kind of where we're going with it. When new folks come in, everybody comes in uh, looking all extra pressed. All their stuff is extra clean and together. They look they look great. You know, they're a couple minutes early. They're showing up to all these meetings and they have all these uh, questions and they're ready to go. They're squared away. It looks great. Um, and they seem really on fire for maybe like a couple of days, a couple of weeks. And then it's like, they kind of fizzle out and it's like, yo, what happened to this person? We thought they had all this potential. And you start to see that that potential was capped. Literally, like capped. Y'all, y'all get it like capped, but also like capped, like it was false 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 potential anyway um so we got academic we got work relationships a lot of time we talk about um relationships hey what's up um we're talking about potential right and going through is it is, is potential important right is it um some people say academically it is some people say that potential is um important when it comes to the workplace relationships People get into these crazy relationships off of what somebody thought that they potentially could do for them, right? Um, start going out on dates and, you know, dude's paying for everything, but not sustainable for them. Or, you know, the chick is dressing really nice every day and she has all these fire fits on, um, always has a face full of makeup or whatever the case may be. And it's not sustainable. It's not uh, the actuality of what's happening. And it's just so many different uh, scenarios scenarios you can get into. But yeah, when you look at it, I don't think that potential is really an indicator of a person's true attitudes or their true desires, really. Um, And that's kind of where I walk the conversation. Um, To go off of that, I mean, there are a lot of different examples and, you know, either literature or history, whatever the case may be, where... Folks had all this potential, squandered it, wasted it. And uh, honestly, one of my favorite um, potential references or potential archetypes to follow go off of is Gohan, bro. Gohan was supposed to be um, the next. Ca- well, I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball Z. I do, obviously. And a lot of people do. But Dragon Ball Z, you know, Dragon Ball Z, you got Goku. You know, the dude with the orange jumpsuit, he goes, Kamehameha, blue things come out, shit blows up. Boom. That dude has a son. The son's supposed to be cold. The son's fighting grown man as a kid, only to, you know, get washed because, you know, how much are you going to do against... Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? But, um, yeah, so basically he gets washed and, um, he comes back a couple seasons later. Um, he's the star of the show and then... You know, he unlocks his literal potential and gets his ass whooped. Season after that, he's, you know, he goes from being like this crazy fighter dude or whatever to being a stay-at-home dad reading books. Yo, what's up? What's up? So, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. So, for those who missed it, we're talking about potential, right? How important is potential? And that's kind of an argument I got into today. Um, somebody was saying that um, somebody could walk into a job cold and they can just, what's up, what's up? Um, they can assess their potential and they can say, hey, that's going to be like the next top earner. Or that's going to be the next top, you know, almost like run our business. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can do all this stuff in the past. 
and you can have um, all these accolades and all this other stuff and you can show up the first couple of days. Anybody could show up the first couple of days together. But after that, what do you do? So my point is, if your heart's not truly in whatever you're doing and if you're not truly, truly, that's what you want to do. You're going to suck at it. You're going to suck if your heart's not in it and that's not what you want to do. And you're not keeping up with it because also I think training is important too, whether it's with work, whether it's with um, in your studies and your academic life or even with your relationship, which a lot of people sleep on. They're like, oh, I met this person. This person's great. Whatever else. And then it's like you grow apart. Well, why are you growing apart? Well, you're growing in all these separate ways. But are you growing to meet the potential that you set forth originally? If you not, ha, as much as you're reading about finances, as much as you're going out there, you're going to the gym and you're trying to get stronger, as much as you're hitting the sidewalk and hitting the treadmill, trying to either lose weight or get really good at running or run a marathon or whatever it is, you should be putting in the same effort into your relationships, right? And anything else, you know? So there's so many areas where growth is very apparent and growth is very like, easily like seen but in those like more i guess opaque uh ways i'll call them where things are a little bit more you know squishy or wishy-washy you should be trying just as hard to grow in those areas because they're one just because they're not tangible don't mean they're not real right so when people they're not working on themselves as far as like growing their mentality growing their politics growing uh how they see the rest of the world and how they play a part in that world when they're not analyzing the structures and the um, way that we think and the way we interact as humans, you're really doing yourself a disservice and you're doing all the people that came before you a terrible disservice. I think we lose so much information on a daily basis, man, off of just dumb shit. Dumb shit being like keeping up with, I don't know, Meek Mill doing anything. Who the fuck Meek Mill's doing? Like... I remember um, I had friends that literally lost sleep when um, allegedly Tory Lane shot Meg Thee Stallion in the ankle. And they were like, Kim, <laughs> they were so serious. Kim, what do you think about this? What do, what's your opinion, Kim? Hot take, Kim. What you got? Boom. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Maybe he did shoot him. Maybe he didn't. Um, either way, uh, I'm about to get freaky, nasty this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, here still singing the song but regardless the point is we lose so much sleep over things that don't matter we we lose so much focus and brain power and mental agility um that we could be using to do things that better ourselves not saying that every waking hour of your life you need to be looking to be you know the next big accountant or the next big law firm manager whatever the case is but what you do need to be doing is making sure that you're Becoming somebody that, one, you're proud of, your family can be proud of, and when you leave a legacy behind you, if you choose to do that with kids, that those kids are going to be like, damn, like dad or mom or whoever, that was somebody to aspire to be, you know? I don't think that, and maybe I'm remiss for doing it, but I think that we we have a stronger burden today to do way more than people did back in the day. You know, you had Mozart's and you had uh, all these uh, you had Edison's and all these like crazy geniuses, right? Who went to the libraries and did all this crazy shit and, you know, learned from 
from scratch and they've been playing violin since they was two years old and they was born with no C-section and no milk and all this crazy shit. And meanwhile, we got Google and use it to Google celebrities. Why are we, why are we on this? Why do we do this? We have all the information in the world. In the world. At your fingertips, man. You can use your phone, tablet. The shit is portable as fuck. It don't get more mobile than this. You can learn anything at literally any waking hour of the day, man. But you choose it to um, not um, uplift yourself and to make yourself better. I was going to say erect yourself, but I had to pause myself on that. And I don't, hey, if you want to erect yourself, erect yourself. But that's not where this discussion is. Maybe when I cut this live off and we do the next one, then, I mean, we can, however you want to talk about it, you know, spicy take. We can get spicy again. But, um. Nah, man, like, again, I think that when you go through all these civil rights movements, when you go through things like slavery, you go through um, all the things that, that medieval times, man, medieval times was wild as fuck. It was, it was such a tumultuous time. All these times before us, um, things were much harder, much harder, and way more strife, famine, all these other things going on. But, um, well, you know how it be. <laughs> Yes, yeah, right. But um, but yeah, you go through all these things, and then it's like now we've come to this point in civilization. It's like, well, what do we do with it? And it seems like a lot of people are very complacent, and they're cool with just you know either doing their own thing, which is fine. But also, like if they do have talents, or they do have passions, or if they do feel like there are areas for growth within themselves, they just kind of sleep on it, and they will not. Uh, further look into that under the guise of is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, so people just don't do shit. And I'm the first person to tell you that. Who cares? If you're uncomfortable, then maybe you should be doing that thing. And being uncomfortable is one of the best ways to grow. And it's funny to think about when I say that um, because thinking back to my strengths now, or my biggest strengths now, all of them shits was my biggest weaknesses back in the day. Public speaking, shit, shit. Back in the day, boy, back in like second and third grade, I remember shaking like a leaf, just talking to teachers, just talking to older people. I remember being just nervous as hell when I had to speak in front of the class for no real reason. I wasn't really afraid of being judged or anything that I could really think of. I was just nervous. But then um, I remember being in like fourth grade and thinking like I kind of like simulated the rest of my life and I was a deep existential ass kid. I, I kind of fast forward the rest of my life as a fourth grader at the bus stop or walking to the bus stop. I was like, yo, if I don't talk to people, if I'm becoming a more social person, if I don't just get over this shit, then I'm going to be like this forever. Nobody wants to be like that. You're going to be that weird old dude that nobody fucks with. You're going to die alone and all this other shit. So... Man, I remember I made a point like the rest of that week to talk to whoever I ran into. Like literally, if you was like within like breathing distance to me on the bus, we was chatting it up. If somebody walked past me in the hall, we talking. You know, I was late to class talking. Uh, when it came to like me being nervous about like leading group presentations and like um, being in front of the class. I got to a point where, like, even if I didn't know the answer and they were like, I need somebody to come to the front and talk about this. I was like, fuck it. I got to get over this shit. Bam. I got some shit I need to 
work, unworking myself. As a fourth grade, I was deep as fuck. I was so ahead of my time. Still am. But, um, yeah, so I got all that shit quick. So by the time middle school rolled around, boy, social butterfly like a motherfucker in sports and all that kind of shit helped too. But now it's gotten me to a point where when I'm in these briefings with like generals, it doesn't matter. When I'm in these briefings with colonels, it doesn't matter. You just get over it, you know? And it's like, yo, that's a regular person with a regular job, essentially, and they just want to know some shit. Easy, let's talk about it. You should chase uncomfortability, um, but it's hard to challenge yourself. It is hard to challenge yourself. It is very hard to challenge yourself, and it's very hard to stay accountable to yourself, too, especially when it's just you. Especially when it's just you, because when it's just you... Have you ever had to wake up by yourself um, at a certain time and nobody knows you got to wake up early, quote unquote, wake up early, but you and the alarm clock go off. Hey, what's up? And the alarm clock go off and you're like, "Ah, I got five more minutes. Ah, fuck it. I got 10 more minutes. I don't actually have to be up for another couple hours. And you go back to sleep because it doesn't matter and you can't hold yourself accountable. But um, you got to set like little things in place to push you. To be more um, uncomfortable in those situations. Or when you are uncomfortable, what would make you comfortable in an uncomfortable situation? So, for example, when you talk about like something like waking up early. For me, I don't like waking up early, but I wake up at 5 every day. How do I do that? Uh, I lay out all my shit the night before. Have to. I have to lay all my shit out. I have to have my breakfast ready. I got to have my motherfucking cake up ready. All that. Because if not, I'll wake up and I'll be like, you start questioning yourself. Why am I up? I I don't like this. This doesn't feel great. Why am I why am I doing this? Fuck it, I'm gonna go back to sleep. If you can't answer those questions fast, what am I gonna wear today? I'm kinda hungry. What am I gonna eat for breakfast? If you start asking yourself those questions, you done. It's a wrap. Go, go might as well go back to sleep. Uh, cause you can't figure it out. So I mean, when you challenge yourself, find those things, find those challenges one that are gonna grow you. Or something that you want for some reason. You got to have a why attached to it. You don't have a why you're doing whatever you're doing for no reason. You're not going to care. How do you convince yourself to do some shit you don't care about? Like a lot of people um, on a nine to five, right? Don't want to go to work. You know, the only thing that motivates a lot of people to go to work is so that they don't get a bad strike against them. And so that those bad strikes don't count against them so that they don't eventually get fired and they don't get paid. Right, so um, to to cut to the chase, you wake up just to get paid. If you don't have another um, motivator to get past that and move beyond that, then come on, no, that's that's not the way you want to move. So make sure you're uh, chasing those uncomfortable situations. But um, yeah, there are just so many ways to to really sit down with yourself and find. What makes you uncomfortable? Because usually that's the shit that uh, requires some type of action behind it. Um, something like uh, it, it calls you to do something that you don't want to do. You procrastinate it. Especially even if you're good at it. Even if you're good at it. One reason I don't make as many videos as I want to. Uh, I'm good at it. They come naturally. They flow out. I got the topics. Boop, 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 scoop, dot. I could do it. What stops Kenneth? Uh, editing. Ed I hate editing. It takes so long. So, uh, and I'm not really trying to do that, <laughs> especially after a long day, right? You got to chop everything up and you got to piece it together just the right way. Uh, I liked how I said that, hated how I said that. 
And, you know, it, it's about looking at not just what makes you comfortable, but what are your barriers to success and removing those things. You got to uproot those things, but you can only uproot something that you know where it is. You got to know what it is and, uh, you know, how to get it out. You love to edit. I mean, shit. I mean, what you trying to do? Come on, something. You love it. You love to edit. Love. I hate man. Shit. I got to listen to myself all over again. I can't get motivated off of myself. This for y'all. This I hit myself in the eye. This is for you. <laughs> that hurt so bad. Move my contact. This is for y'all, man. Um, I be watching it and shit. I'm like, this is how inspirational is this? How funny is this, nigga? How how long is he gonna just talk at the camera with all this energy for no reason? He kind he kind of uh, he saucy though. He he a saucy young man. But um. Yeah, just really be trying to uh, get through those things so that um, I can get to a place where I want to be. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. Um, what else? I used to hate running. I'm a marathon runner now. Literally. <laughs> I've run uh, six marathons and like God knows how many half marathons for fun. You know what I mean? I've done virtual ones and personal ones. Uh, and personal. And personal ones uh, with other people. I, I've done a shit ton, but I used to hate running, man. I used to be so... I played on a lot of sports teams, but like conditioning, I hated it. I hated it. Uh, I remember being a kid, and I pure missed a year of flag football because my mom was like, do you want to play this year? I was like, uh... And like, you know how they're doing like... Um, Cartoons or whatever they go when they go into your mind and they go through like flashbacks and shit like that. And I just remember like all the burpees and all the sprinting. And I was like, damn, I want to do that. I was out of breath before I even started. Before I started, I was, <sighs> I felt it in my chest. Felt that cold, humid North Carolina air up in there, and I was like, you know what? Probably not what I want to do. Um, so I skipped the whole season of rec football in like I don't know sixth, seventh grade. Something like maybe fifth, I don't know, something. Um, because I didn't want to run, you know? And I remember JV basketball, I didn't want to run none of the sprints. I, I ran them, but I hated it. Oh, you run 5Ks? Yo, hit me up, man. You trying to, where you at? Where are you located? But, um, yeah, I was... I was down bad on that, but um, I ran track in high school, and I did sprints. I was, I was fine with sprinting. It was this long distance that I hated, and um, I did hurdles, and I did like the, what is it, two by four by four or something like that. Whatever it is where it's two laps and it's a relay race. Yeah, we did that, and a few other things. Charlotte A, NC Stand Up, but um. Oh, I'm in Los Angeles now, but Fayetteville born and raised 2-6. Cold world, cold world. But, um, yeah. Shout out Queen City, y'all, y'all. I'll cheer, y'all. It's cool, too, because the Hornets finally good again. Almost. Almost. I used to be. Yeah, you should. You should. Running's cool. Running is such a, for me, euphoric thing. And I get so much like joy and like it's such a like you get it's a deep tired so like when you relax it's so much more of a relaxation because it's like damn I didn't did all this for all this long time too oh it, it's just 
I was telling somebody yesterday, I was like, yo, like, I've been in like a, kind of like a funk a little bit, just like working everything. It's just like, it feels like you're just working, 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 working. And it's like, man, I just need a breaker to do something different in the routine. And I thought about it. I was like, nah, I just need to run, get out there and uh, burn off some steam. But yeah, it used to be one of my biggest weaknesses and for a long time, even during track, but like, um, ROTC in college, man, that's really when shit flipped for me. And I was like, you know what? I want to be the best runner out here. And my competitiveness popped in. And I was like, what if I just kept running if I was tired? You know, what'll happen? Will I pass out? Will I cramp up? I don't know. And I just kept going and really um, it sucked for a long time. But I remember like I would practice on like Saturdays and we would have like these different like competitions and we would have like these physical fitness tests or whatever. And you know, me being me, I was like, I gotta be the best. If I'm not the best, I might as well not be in this shit. So I started uh, consistently running, running longer distances and just kept adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. Hey, what's up? But uh, kept adding and adding to my distance. And I was like, yo, I'm actually kind of cold at this. So then three miles turned into six miles, right? And out of nowhere, too. Like, I was just three miling it as much as I could. And then I looked up one day, and I was on the treadmill. And I was just listening to music. And I was um, just kind of zoned out in the gym, listening to whatever dumbass shit was on at the time. And I looked down, I was like, five miles, damn, I ain't never ran five miles my whole life. Five whole miles? One time. So I was like, damn, what if I kept going? And kept going, I did six, right? And caught it a day and went back to the gym the very next day. And I had never like ran back-to-back days for such a long distance. And I was like, and I do six miles again? And I did. This time I did seven miles. And over time, I just kept increasing that distance. And now... Um, if I wanted to go outside and run for two hours, I would do a half marathon. Like a half marathon is my standard now, just because I run so much and the way my body's built now. So again, man, starting with being uncomfortable, you got to take your weaknesses and make them your strengths because you never know. Yeah. Running is one of the, uh, do ass press where I can challenge myself. It's freeing. Yeah. Well, one of the few things, yeah. Running is like such a, like, it's a challenging thing, but it's also very, like, simple. And one thing I love to preach is simple ain't easy. Running is very simple, but it's not easy. And it's like, I think relationships are the same way. Like, relationships are very simple, but they're not easy. Um, the concept of it is mad easy. Mad, or the concept is easy, but, like, a lot of things in practice aren't necessarily um you know, the the easiest thing to do. And you got to push through those things. You got to push through that and um, try to track that um, progress somehow. Because if you're not tracking your progress, then how do you know where you started? And it seems like you'll always move that goalpost. And you'll never really know where um, good is. You'll keep chasing like this phantom trophy that you'll never get. And I don't believe in participation trophies, but I do believe that from time to time, you got to reward yourself. From time to time, you got to stop and say, this is good enough for right now. You got to stop and say, uh, I'm killing it. And, and really be present in that moment, present in that feeling. Because when you start letting that um, pass you by, again, you're just going to keep 
um, grinding, grinding, grinding until um, you either A, grind out, or B, just, like, it's kind of the same thing, but just stop, you know? Um, or you can be worse off than what you started as. You, you can run so much and not have or do anything so much. You know, same thing with work, relationships, whatever. If you don't give yourself that personal cookie or that personal trophy or whatever you want to call it, ribbon, uh, medal, whatever, if you don't get yourself that, then you'll say, this is good enough or um, it isn't good enough. And sometimes, either way, you, you get back into that comfortable rhythm. It's good enough, so I'm comfortable. Or um, it's not good enough, so nothing's ever going to be good enough, so I'm comfortable with this feeling. So that's how I feel about that. Um, do y'all have any questions? What, what do y'all have uh, questions about? What's weighing on y'all mind, on y'all brains? Um, what's been up with y'all this week since I've gotten all this off my chest? Look, y'all drop a question down below um, and I will influence answer the fuck about that shit because that's what Kenneth does. But um, yeah, so that, what are we talking about so far? Re quick recap, we've done uh, potential. We talked about being uncomfortable and pushing yourself, um, turning your uh, weaknesses into your strengths. Again, man, all of my greatest strengths right now at some point was a strong weakness, you know? So um, I'm in my late 20s now. I'm looking forward to seeing what like 30 and 40 and 50 year old looks like for me because again, I'm, if I'm pushing myself like this now and not allow myself to degenerate, what's, what's coming next? The hardest thing for me this week um, Work-life balance Talk about it Woo! Let's talk about it Work and personal life balance Man Like that is such a key thing To get down Because I think that you should Really focus on Both but in separate ways Right so a lot of people will say Okay it's Monday And I'm going to do everything I can uh, Monday through Friday to have a good work week and then, you know, Friday comes, you're tired, you're probably going to pass the fuck out or stay up like dumb late and do something stupid. Um, Saturday will come, you might go out, you might go clubbing, you might go to a bar, you might do uh, a little movie night, a little stay in with your boo or whatever your case may be. Sunday rolls around, you're like, fuck, it is Sunday, I hate this, man. Monday right around the corner, we about to hit another five days, five days? consecutively ain't no sick days ain't no leave ain't no holiday coming up ain't no fourth of july where i'm gonna get the monday off none of that so how do you mitigate feeling like that because i think that um personally i struggled with that for a long time um but what i've come to know is you have to have milestones through the week that you look forward to you know whether it's um getting on uh, Netflix and doing Netflix party and watching one show with one person um, a week. Like me and the homies, we'll do an anime Thursday. So we'll pick a show. We'll be like, homies, <laughs> I know we text all day. I know we on Snapchat. We in all these group chats. Hey, everybody, uh, 7.30, whatever time we establish in the week, we say, yo, man, all the fellas, we're going to get up. We're going to watch one episode or one series. Everybody's going to be in the chat. We're going to be talking shit. We can call people, whatever, however you want to do that. Anime Thursdays is a thing, man. So you got to have that with your friends, your family, whatever. Some some type of apparatus for y'all to kick it and chill and get that social interaction. Because if all of your interaction is just with work or if it's just with your partner, 
that's sickening too. So make sure you uh, mix up your social circle. Make sure that you're getting um, some stimulating conversations. Influence, baby. Got to plug. Got to plug. Got to plug. Um, but get that in there. Whatever it is. One Piece is fire, though. One Piece is fire. Just started watching anime. But yeah, One Piece is um, with Luffy and them. That's a dope one. But um, what else, man? So I'll say pick and choose things. So um, I have a certain day where like I make sure that I run. I have an organization day. So my organization day is where I meal prep. And um, I kind of do some finance stuff and some budgeting. I do some writing. And really, I just collect my thoughts for the week. Um, again, I have a hard workout and running day. Um, I have a day where like, I just kind of not do nothing, but it's more like spiritual work. And, you know, I'm like reading the Bible or like praying and I'm like um, reading. I call it my philosophy day, you know, and I just try to really dig into like a book that's a little bit more deeper than, you know, whatever I'm reading. Because it's probably like somebody's autobiography or autobiography, whatever it is. And you get kind of tired of that after a while. So it's like, read something that's going to, um, you know, uh, excel you or uh, grow you in a different way. Um, working on that mindset, that's important. So, yeah. Um, and just, again, I, I think the heart of what I'm trying to say is, or trying to get to, is make sure that you have checkpoints throughout the day and throughout the week that you look forward to. Because if you save all of your fun for Saturday and Sunday, Man, that's a tough way to be. Because if you're just at work, you're at work, what, like 40 hours at minimum, a lot of people's closer to 60. That's crazy. My idea is to set strict boundaries for you, availability at work, so it doesn't drain you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have uh, boundaries too, because um, a lot of us, especially now with um, quarantine and COVID and all that going on still, um, a lot of folks work from home and I, I personally work from home right now and uh, it, it gets tough because work and regular life boundaries cross, you know, I'm, I'm typing emails in the same room that I that I sleep in and that's not, <laughs> you know, you got to make sure that you, uh, you set up certain boundaries so that, um, you can get your mental health breaks in when you need them. Uh, I literally clock out when I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. If, if you got to do that, um, I'm a person that's a big proponent of like the Google lifestyle, right? Where they say like, if you're not feeling up to it today, go home. I don't, I don't want you at work if you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> what are you going to add to the uh, fucking? She said, what now? Fucking. That's, that's the what now. But um, that was the other part of that but google lifestyle yeah if you feel like you're gonna fuck up the day or like you've done all that you can do in a day go oh and uh that should be it so with work my boundary is i work off of my checklist so i have a task list and on uh, going from left to right i don't know if that's your left to right whatever I, I don't know how this is gonna flip but going from left to right it goes priority, so is it a high priority, middle priority, or low priority? Um, besides that, it has whatever task it is. So I'll use a noun to describe it. So I'll say like um, home, or I'll say you know something. It, it's never an action, and that's under task. Under taskers, 
it has like five boxes within that same row and that I can check off of. And those are the actual like action verbs I'll use. So I'll be like, if it's if the task is home over here, I'll be like clean, um, wipe down sink, um, buy groceries, stuff like that, right? And I'll do that for work and I'll do it for home too. And I'll have one for the week and I'll have one for the day. And my rule is the day before, I'll write everything I need to do on that task list. I'll leave room for four things outside of that task list to do, right? And it's because if it's not wrapped up in here, that's a problem. And there's there's some flex in there too. It's not so specific that like um, I'm, I'm leaving stuff off or like, you know, there's some wiggle room because, you know, people are going to throw stuff on your desk, right? So yeah, this, I'll give you four hits, three to four hits. Two, depending on how I'm feeling that day. So, yeah, that, that's one of my boundaries I assert. You know, anything outside of that, I've done my task list. I did the things I said that I was going to do. And that's it. That's it. Uh, it'll make tomorrow's task list. I, I, I see what you want tomorrow. But today, I, I didn't tap down. So, um, I also try to work on emails, too. Emails can be kind of tough. So, um... I noticed that I can get in the rhythm of like being on like a lot of meetings, a lot of calls all day. And I feel like I'm constantly running my mouth. All my friends know that. They'll be like, hey man, you trying to call or talk after work, or whatever. I'm like, nigga, no, I've been talking all day. And then y'all be wanting me to jump on live and do shows and shit, but I'm here for it. It's Kenfluence, baby. Um, right on beat and shit too. But um, yeah, so I feel like I'm talking all day, so how I mitigate some of that is with emails. And I'm like, if I can say it in the email, then I'm like, I'm not repeating it in a briefing. Or if I said it in a briefing, then I'm not uh, saying it again to the same audience in the email. I refuse. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I, I will not repeat myself. I will uh, direct you to somebody else. And I will kindly tell you, hey, uh, I defer this question to blah, blah, blah. Or I'll be like, hey, have you checked blah, blah, blah regulation? Have you checked blah, blah, blah uh, past email, email traffic or documentation, uh, memo for record. But uh, this guy, this guy right here ain't telling you shit no more because I'm tired. And if I did that every day, then I'm less effective. And I'm spending more time trying to craft because I write too. I'm, I'm authoring two books right now. Um, one on relationships and one a little bit more of a memoir. So y'all look out for that. But um yeah, I'm, I'm writing all day and I'm, I have that writer energy, right? So if I'm writing an email, it's, it's going to be well-crafted. So I'll, even just to say, yo, it's going to be the most beautiful, yo, you ever heard. So I don't have time for that. So I'm, I'm in that same breath, boom. I also believe when it comes to work, you need to template your life as much as possible. And that's anytime a new cat comes into the office, I preach that, preach that preach that preach that and i don't care if it's documentation that you know is going to keep coming up over and over again i don't care if it's um emails even um your boy ken like, oh ken's so cold at what he does how does he do these things and how does he do them so fast i have templates from my old office i have templates i've used um and scrubbed from this office that other people have given me that i've kind of used and cannibalized myself and i'll throw out there and 
I'm gonna keep pushing like that forever, man. It makes your life so much easier. And it's a little bit of work to get there. It's a little bit of work um, to derive these documents from scratch, especially if you know nobody gave you that or you have nothing to go off of. But take the time. Take a, a slow day at work. And I hate to say it, but take one weekend, man. Take one weekend. Take one day out the weekend, a few hours out the weekend. It won't take too long. And make a uh, template for everything. Boy, and you go in there on Monday and just be like, copy, paste, copy, paste. Oh, would you say? Would you say on the email? Oh, copy, paste. What kind of report you need? Oh, copy, paste. Boom. Ain't no plagiarism at work. Ain't no plagiarism. Ain't nobody. <laughs> Ain't nobody about to uh, come through and hit you with the uh, uh, citations. This ain't no bibliography attached to this. So you better come through uh, and plagiarize yourself as much as you can, man. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. So um, it helps me out. And um, I know it's helped a lot of other folks out too. So um, those are my tips so far. Um, and when it comes to, again, um, after work, make sure that you have a little bit of decompression time. What's going on, Dell? But um, yeah, after work, we're talking about uh, maintaining the good uh, work to uh, personal life balance and what to do. But um, yeah, so templates, templates save the day at work um, and figuring out how to how to serialize whatever you're doing. When you can do those things um, and you just have them out on your hip, and you can just throw them out there. Perfect. Easy going. But then when you get home, right? So how do you do the same thing? How do you step into your home system? So what makes it easier for me to enjoy my life outside of work is having shit already done. Meal prep, done. Uh, having clothes and shit laid out already. So, and when I say clothes, I don't mean like work clothes. I mean like, uh, you know, whatever I'm gonna wear outside of work. You know, the, having the hoodie I'm gonna wear when I step out the shower. Having the drawers and shit I'm ready to wear uh, when I'm done. You know, whatever the case may be. Because when when it's time to unplug, you don't want to start thinking, oh, okay, well, I didn't took a shower. What 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 are them comfy pants that I be wearing? It's too much work, man. Um, and again, have an activity, maybe not per day, but a couple activities throughout the week that you're looking forward to. Um, so Del P, you probably missed it. What's up, Jazz? Um, talking about work-life balance. So you know all about this one. But um, one of the things I like to do. Is again, I said it earlier, is anime Thursdays with the homies. You know, I'm I'm running up on time for it soon, so I probably got another 20, 30 minutes with y'all, if that. But um, yeah, so that's one thing all the homies look forward to. So Thursdays, uh, we take about 30 to 45 minutes. We watch one show together or one episode of one show, and uh, we kick it. We get on a Netflix party or Hulu party or whatever it is, and we chop it up in there and be like, oh man, and that's where everybody connects once a week. And I got friends in Germany, Spain, um, England, all over the place right now because of work. And everybody's working in all these remote-ass locations and weird time zones. So, you know, sometimes uh, the, the viewing is going to be early in the morning. Sometimes it's late at night. Sometimes it's the middle of the day for me. Um, so whatever you do, it, it's what keeps it fun and exciting. Um, you got to keep that thing mixed up. Working out, having a dedicated workout day. I work out every day, but I have like a very hard, like, I know I'm going to like kick my ass in the gym day. Um, or on the track or whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, those types of things help. Having those milestones and things that you like, no shit, look forward to. 
gotta keep him in the rotation, gotta keep him in the schedule. Because when you wait until the last second, you wait till last, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to enjoy your weekend, the weekend's gonna be gone. The, the weekend goes through in a blink of an eye. Um, so make sure that you're enjoying the week that you have. And not only that, but isn't the work week still a part of your life? Last time I checked, the work week, no, no matter how bad you're like, man, fuck Monday. I'm so, t- I hate Monday. Everybody hates Tuesday. You know, Wednesday beyond, you can kind of negotiate the rest of that with yourself. You can kind of, uh, you can rationalize that and get through. But the first couple of days of the week, you're like, fuck. But if you have something to look forward to, you're not wasting your week. You're not wasting your time. Because ultimately, what you don't want to do is look up and see that you've wasted a big chunk of your life or a big chunk of your years or a few months or a few whatever because you weren't being grateful for the day that you have. And you do that, what? When you don't have something to look forward to. So, something to think about. Something to think about. Jazz on, you probably missed it, but also... Talking about work stuff, right? So how do we make our work life easier? Template. I have a template for everything. 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 So emails, uh, documentation, whatever. So if I got to pull something from the hip, boom, put it on the table, keep it moving. And um, it frees me up at work to think more creatively because when it comes to the mundane routine things, I don't have to keep going back and recreating the wheel on some shit that I've done a million times already. I have it in a certain file. Um, I go to whatever folder. Oh, you said you need this. Doop, 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 doop. All right, Cole, I'm in that folder. Bloom, drop it over. I might have to do a little bit of quick editing. I might have to update some dates or update some whatevers. Uh, copy, paste some information in. But after I do that, boom, I get you your shit back. Not only um, does that free me up to think more creatively about real problems at work that I care about, but it also makes me look great because I got whatever done in record time. So, yeah, that's work-life balance. So... Does anybody have any questions with Ken? That's what we are right now. Ken Fluence, questions with Ken. Who's got a question? Um, drop it down below um, and let me know what you got. Templates are a game changer and they make uh, me seem so much better than I actually am. You are great. Stop it. Stop it. You know you're great. But um, yeah, templates. Templates are the thing, you know? Um, and I. I really try to encourage that to everybody, especially like new folks who are like new professionals or new people that come into my office or whatever. Um, I always try to drop that little bit of game on them. And not not only that, but also give them my templates because I'm like, um, you know, it, it, I don't really care about stuff like that. I'm like, if I've done it already, if I've already done the work, then like, let's share it. I think that's how we got here as humans too, you know? When we started off as like uh, little groups of hunter-gatherers or whatever back in the uh, savannah, naked, naked and afraid, hunting buffalo, uh, (laughs) we got together and collaborated. We were able to um, share resources and share information and to build things together. Everybody had these different skill sets and had something to add. And from there, um, we got to where we are today. And I feel like on... You know, a uh, more simplistic scale, I guess. When you share something, when you give something, um, that helps us do the same thing. Uh, it keeps pushing us forward as a human society and as a people, you know. Because um, I'm trying to get spaceships, but y'all, y'all playing. <sighs> now I'm trademarking those. That's IP element. Copywriters, man. Copywriters. Y'all can't play with them because they everything's IP to them. 
and y'all trying to trademark and copyright everything. Um, that's not how life is. Gotta be a team player because life is a team sport. Ooh, coin that. Let me copyright that. Hashtag life is a team sport. Can I copyright that? That's my IT. I don't know how I need to talk to for that, but uh, I'm into it. Questions, questions, questions. Jazz, I know you got a question. Oh, you're talking about uh, your trademark and shit. What else you got? As I'm out here fixing the world. Slowly but surely. Surely, slowly but surely. See, I'm tired. It's it's anime Thursday time. Now, now it's just us. <laughs> at this point. Uh, we got up to like 10 at one point. For like a half a second. <laughs> for the for the slightest second. <laughs> Alright, well. Anyway, so let's round it out. Uh, we've talked about potential. We've talked about um being comfortable and you know how being overly comfortable can essentially be to your detriment we've talked about uh being uncomfortable and how uh you need to push beyond being uncomfortable to go to higher highs and to excel further in life um growing your uh weaknesses into strengths <laughs> templates so many things, so many things, people. Um, but if y'all have nothing else for me, I'm gonna give it a couple more seconds for y'all to drop something in the comments, or else good old Kimfluence will sign off here, and um, that'll be it. Till then, I'm just gonna um, jam out to Germ again. Germ on the beat, y'all. Germ on the beat. I'm trying. I'm trying to plug. I'm trying to plug. The boy from East Carolina University, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's the coldest producer in the East Carolina region. Easily. Um, easily the coldest producer in the 252. Um, and it's pushing out content on uh, a consistent and regular basis. So, again, if you need a beat, if you need... Um, he's working with all kinds of people. He's working with uh, rappers, singers. He's working with um, uh, influencers on YouTube who just need background music. He's uh, obviously working my ass. Um, but yeah, I get the discount though. Nah, support black businesses. I, I play full price most of the time. Um, so support black businesses. And thanks. Uh, that's been another episode of Kimfluence. Uh, I appreciate y'all kicking it with me. And y'all take care. All right, be easy. <laughs>